Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hi everyone, Om Shanti and welcome to The Next Normal in collaboration with America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. Can you believe we've been doing this for almost three years? And even though our meditation museums were doing, what, 300 events a year, I think we've gone past almost 900 shows in the last two and a half years since we've been on air. I cannot believe it. But again, when hearts are pure and people are aligned, there's no telling what wonders can emerge. So I want to take today's show and thank everybody in the staff and the entire team for being who they are. You have showed up in ways beyond volunteerism, beyond what a salary could pay you to make sure that we stay connected to the best part of our humanity. I think if we didn't even have this portal, I'm not quite sure how we would pass the days. But along with meetings and Zoom sessions and family and friends coming and going, the Meditation Museum has been a very, very big part of our lives. And so for that, and to all of our fans out there, thank you for your support. Because of your support, we've stayed open for two and a half years without any programs happening inside the Meditation Museum. I'm glad that we're very slowly reopening now with classes on Saturday afternoons from 12 until 3. So please go to the meditationmuseum.org website to find out what's happening and what's being offered. It is my intention to see us opened again five days a week from 11 onwards. But let's see, things have changed, we've changed. But your contribution and your support to the museum has kept us going. And for that... I'm deeply grateful. Thank you. Our special guest for The Next Normal, Peter Sterling. He's one of the world's premier harpists in the genre of new age and contemporary instrumental music. During his 28-year career with the harp, he's had several number one records on the international radio charts. He was a bronze and silver and medal winner in the prestigious Global Music Awards and He's been on what, he's number one, like on New Age, Ambient Song of the Year in 2017, Hollywood Music and Media Awards. Peter also doesn't stop there because he's also a visual artist working in stained glass and digital photographic paintings. He calls portals of light, which are a unique alchemy of photography, digital effects, crystals and gemstones. Gosh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be doing that myself. And he's just creating a multi-dimension holographic mandalas look. Peter's book, which includes a 17-minute CD of his music, is titled Hearing the Angels Sing. It's a true story of angelic assistance. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Peter Sterling to The Next Normal. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Sister Jenna. So good to be here with you today. Same here. There are so many listeners of your music who have 
reported greater peace and uh, spiritual infusions, and they've had even miraculous healings while listening to your albums. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you've got some formal music training, but I don't think you had ever intended your music to heal people. You have to tell me, why did you select the harp as your instrument of choice? <laughs> well, the harp selected me, actually, is how it happened. And I've had, really had no formal music training. But the harp came to me about 30 years ago when I first came to Sedona, Arizona, where I live now and speaking to you from. And, you know, Sedona is a very powerful spiritual place. And when I arrived here, I was so captivated and, you know, affected by the beauty and the majesty of the Red Rocks here, the Red Rock formations and the energy, the vibration here was just very different. So my guidance was to immerse myself in the wilderness here in the outback canyons where there's an extraordinary silence and tranquility and stillness that exists in these ancient canyons here where a lot of the renowned energy vortexes of Sedona are located. So I was just drawn to the outback here and my inner guidance, my inner voice was telling me just sit and listen to silence. Be still and know that I am God. So that's what I did. My guidance would just go deep into your meditation practice in the wilderness here. And it was kind of like I had to go to the desert for a period of time, which is kind of an archetypal experience. But I just retreated by myself. Much of it was a very solitary experience. I spent a lot of time by myself being in the wilderness here. And I would just hike out and find a special place to sit and just meditate, practice my breathing techniques, my yoga. The main thing was just going into emptiness, into that pure state of just stillness. And what happened to me was that as I progressed in this experience, my senses started to expand and my energy field started to expand. And I was really focusing a lot on, you know, my Ajna center, third eye, Christ center here to open up my psychic vision or my clairvoyance. But also what was happening simultaneous was that my inner hearing was open or what I call my third ear. And I was aware of how many of the mystics and the masters have spoken about the inner light and sound. And so that was my quest was for me to connect with that essence. And sure enough, as I went deep into my meditation in the wilderness here, I started to have a mystical experience where there was an opening occurred in my consciousness. And so you have to imagine me sitting on a rock or in the forest someplace in the canyons and just going deep into the stillness and the silence. And what happened was I started to hear subtle strains of some sort of music. And at first I thought, wow, what is that? Maybe somebody's out in the forest here someplace with a portable stereo playing some sort of symphonic music that I was hearing in the distance. But then I noticed that, no, that's not what this is, that this was something of a divine origin. First, it was faint, but the more I tuned into it, the louder it became. And to my astonishment, the sound was like nothing I had ever heard before. It was the most beautiful sound. And it it struck such a deep chord in me where tears just started to come to my eyes and my whole body began to vibrate and shake. And it was very intense experience, but very full of bliss and just divine kind of energy to it. And then as I was noticing, 
that seem like all of the sounds of nature, like the leaves rustling in the wind and the little trickle of the stream and the bird song, everything was in perfect harmony with the sound I was hearing. And then I was taken up into the light out of my body, just right through the top of my head, because I was, you know, working on my chakras and clearing my central channel and opening my crown chakra. And I was Mm -hmm. just taken up into the light and I was just being bathed in this golden light as I was hearing the celestial angelic sound. I was hearing the angelic choirs. And then as I'm looking and perceiving the golden light, I could see there was some sort of shapes or form. This is all happening in my inner vision at first. And then, you know, something was helping me to adjust my focus. And then all of a sudden, I was able to perceive that I was surrounded by a group of angels were around me. And they were the cherubs, you know, the little chubby baby ones. And they were playing harps and flutes and violins, Mm -hmm. just like we see depicted in the great classical Renaissance art in like the Sistine Chapel. And that was the start of a very special relationship that I have with this group that I've been connected to now and working with for about 30 years. And they're the ones that brought the music to me. It's amazing, you know. I was having an interview with someone the other day as well, and he's a descendant of Pramahansa Yogananda, Sujan Data. He's a friend of mine. Oh, Sujan is amazing. And one of the things he shared was the vision that he had of Pramahansa calling him, you know, like, come, come, come. Mm -hmm. And I was sharing with him how I had a vision of Brahma Baba, my spiritual grandparent, that kept calling me, come, come, come. And here you have your cherubs. Mm-hmm. that are around you and are playing and are waking you up to basically come into another existence. And there's something that I'm really accepting right now that many of us have an opportunity for a mystical experience if we could only pause a little bit to listen That's and true. to catch it. You know, for almost 25 years, you've been investigating this whole spiritual phenomenon, okay, of what you felt, the angelic beings of light, the angels that were all around you. In what way do you feel that you have been able to bring the connection and the relationship of that experience into your current day life? Well, you know, to your earlier comment, there's this old saying, be still and know that I am God. So that was as I was going through this, I was hearing these kind of sayings, like something was speaking to me in that way. And so the angels appeared to me. And then what happened was I was able to communicate with them. As I was seeing them, I could see them looking at me, just like I'm looking at you. It was profound. It was almost like a virtual reality type of experience. And I had many experiences with them. But through this connection and then a telepathic communication, they ultimately revealed to me my soul's mission in this lifetime. You know, the angels came to me as messengers, as they often do, and they brought this message to me that my mission that I was asking to be revealed as I was spending all this time in the wilderness, because I knew that I was here to serve. I was a light worker, and I was here to serve this great awakening that was unfolding, the quickening on planet Earth. I wanted to be a part of it, and I felt a part of it. And I had done different things leading up to this that contributed to that vision. But then this was like a mission upgrade. And they said, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to channel the celestial music, the angel's music, 
you know, and I wasn't really a musician at the time. I was 33 when this began to unfold, actually 32 when they first appeared. And then like a year later is when I came out with the music and when the harp, but they communicated to me that my mission was to channel this music for the great awakening that was unfolding. And at yeah. first I couldn't believe what I was hearing because I wasn't a trained musician. And I asked them, I, I think you might have the wrong person. I'm not a musician. But they said, if you choose to work with us, we will work as a team and that we will teach you how to play and we will open a circuit for you as it, that you can channel this music and that we will teach you how to play and together we will work as a team to bring this music to earth. And so that's what happened. You know, at first I thought I was like losing my mind. This was crazy. <laughs> that's what I was going to say because when we really step into mystical experiences that are beyond our average life, we question it. But in reality, the soul has that kind of a level of frequency. And I think that we've been so distracted by the mundane that we don't even recognize the energy of consciousness that you felt with that opening. I know that some of our friends and relatives maybe who are heavily invested in the average or in the secular world, they might hear you and me talking about this and they're like, what did he just say? <laughs> I mean, what? Angels, celestial beings, music, what? And what they don't realize as well is that they've had those experiences. They've had an inspiration. They've had a touching, a glance of, you know, doing something at the right time or someone's going to call them on the phone and they knew who it was. The difference between them and us is that they've never gone deeper into it. You know, they just let it pass by with a little bit of a flippant moment. And they might go, oh, well, did that happen to me? You know? mm. There are many people who are talking about the importance of raising our energy to a higher frequency. And mm. goodness gracious, we know we need a higher frequency of light. Mm. What are your thoughts about why you think it's really critical at this time for us to be able to move forward into raising our vibrations? Well, I mean, this is a pursuit and a personal spiritual quest of mine for my whole lifetime, basically. I mean, in my book, Hearing the Angels Sing, I tell the story of how my grandmother on my mother's side, she really planted the seed within me as a young child. She was one of my caretakers when I was a young boy, five, six, seven, and she was helping my mother out at the time. And she was an advanced meditator and a soul traveler. And her path was called Ekankar which was the spiritual science of the inner light and sound. And so she was very adept. She was a very high initiate in this spiritual path, as it turned out. And so starting as a young boy, she was planting seeds in my consciousness as she was tucking me in at night. She would whisper in my ear, Peter, listen to your inner voice. Listen to your inner voice over and over. So that was just instilled into me from a young child. And my whole life, I heard this voice speaking to me that was guiding me. And sometimes I wanted to turn it off because I didn't want to do exactly what it was telling me. And it was always trying to keep me on the straight and narrow on that razor's edge, you know, because it's a very small opening that we have to get through. You know, many are called, but very few go through the gateway. And so, but I had this purpose my whole life. And so when the angels came, it was like, I was ready for this. When I realized that the angels were real and I decided to go. And I just want to also say back in the time when this was happening to me, 
this was before the internet and before cell phones. And so as I was spending this time in the wilderness, I was living in my car. I had a Volkswagen camper van because I was guided that to give all my material possessions away, I was going on this vision quest that I was going to discover something of great importance to me, great significance. And I was just hearing the guidance. So I did that. I let everything go, got a Volkswagen van and just lived in the forest. And I was so able to detach from everything. And, and so, you know, I had that opportunity. It's very difficult now for people to have that experience because we're all so connected with our technology, with all these data streams coming in. And, yeah. And it can be overwhelming at times. But the reason the angels gave me this music is for people today, the music is a real tool because the music has within it that frequency that of the divine, of the angelic light, and of the unified field of divine love and oneness is in the music. So it's really a tool. So when people listen to my music, it creates like a force field, a resonant energetic field that when you just immerse yourself in it and relax into it, you come into resonance with that vibration. And it can mm -hmm. shift people's frequency. Sound and music frequency is so powerful. There's so many, you know, ancient stories and biblical stories of the power of sound to bring down the walls of Jericho and perhaps even mm -hmm. build the pyramids of Egypt using some sort of sound and vibration. So this is what's within the music, the angelic light is in the music and that exquisite energy of bliss and ecstasy that the angels and the masters and the luminous beings of light exist in this higher frequency. So yes, mm -hmm. I did everything I could to raise my vibration. I changed my diet. I had to clear myself because I was holding, like many of us, blocked energy and old pains and traumas that we carry around that were crystallized in my energy field. So I had to do everything to clear my field. I saw a lot of healers and shamans and this and that to help to clear my energy. And when I created that space that's, and got rid of that and lightened up because that was heavier by heavier energy and I cleared that, my energy began to change and I began to raise my vibration. And it is a quantum experience. You know, it's all vibration. The, the whole universe is vibration. And so many stories, mm -hmm. you know, about how vibration and sound created the worlds and the universes and the planets and the stars. So yeah, we have to access it on this quantum level. And this is so much about what I teach and my book is about and my music is these, these quantum frequencies of light that are sure. here for us now coming in and they're changing us at a very yeah. deep cellular DNA level. So all we have to do is open up. Be open to that old saying, knock and the door shall be opened. Mm -hmm. You know, as you were yeah. saying, Many people yeah. have had these experience, but this experience is available to all. Just, right. you know, knock on that door and blessings will come to you if you just have it faith. Open up. You know, and sometimes some people will say, well, what's the purpose of it? And how does that, you know, connect with the world and so on? And I say, what can it hurt for you to have a mystical or an angelic experience? It can only make you kinder, nicer, more thoughtful towards another person. And I think because your music has that power to heal and to transcend our consciousness, I would love if maybe we could get a taste of it with you now live. Yeah. Something that just takes us into the world behind our eyes and connects us to source right now. I would love to play for you, so... 
Yeah, I invite everybody to sit back and relax, close your eyes. We'll take a little journey on the harp and we'll connect into the angelic light stream and see how it goes here. tracks at the end of the show today so folks will get to feel you and hear you a little bit more i'm curious peter about the level of consciousness and how it actually corresponds to the musical scales within an octave could you tell me more about that yeah isn't that interesting so you know i in the hermetic principles they speak of the law of correspondence and so this is one of the things how the angels have showed me how everything is interconnected. There is a unified field of oneness that you can see the connection of all things if you allow yourself to open up to that level of awareness. So, for instance, with yoga, we know that we have seven main chakras in the body. Also, like in music, there's seven notes to the musical scale. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. So seven notes, seven chakras. Also, seven colors to the light spectrum. Like in the rainbow light, there's seven colors. So there is this correspondence between the spectrum of light and the spectrum of sound here in the third dimension. But also, there's energy centers or chakras above the body that many people speak about, perhaps five more chakras. See, when we first get here, we have to learn our earth lessons. This is how it was explained to me. And we have to get mastery of the seven lower chakras first before we can open the crown chakra and go up to these higher light, higher dimensional chakras. So we clear the lower centers first, clear the central channel in yoga. They speak of shashumna, the central channel, the central pillar of light. And then we have access to these higher notes, these higher frequencies in the upper chakras. So we said the seven basic musical scale, the seven notes, but there's also like on the piano, the black keys, these are the sharps and flats. So there's five more additional notes in the chromatic scale within which we live. And our music is basically within this sound structure. So yes, there is a correlation between sound frequency, notes of the musical scale and our personal chakras and the upper chakras. I never yeah. knew that, and it makes so much sense. And I've been trying to get back on the piano and 
pick mm. up some guitar and just what you have told me mm. has connected in inspiring me to get more into music. I love that. How okay. good. What do you see as the role of meditation in connecting with God and receiving divine guidance? Is it going to happen more and more? <laughs> well, I think collectively what I'm experiencing here, where I live in Sedona, this is a planetary power spot. People come from all over the world to come here to meditate on the red rocks, to be in the vortexes and the power spots here, to feel the energy. So what I'm seeing here, because I am a guide, that's the other work I do. As a matter of fact, as soon as we finish our talk here, I have four people waiting for me that I'm going to take out onto the land for my three-hour tour. I bring the harp and the crystal bowl and tuning forks. I do a whole magical experience of sound out on the red rocks here. But I'm seeing more and more people are coming. They're seeking, especially as, you know, circumstances in the world are more chaotic and in some essences frightening of what's unfolding on the world. And I think this is really, you know, shaking people. And especially it happened with the pandemic because that was a collective kind of a near-death experience we had for the world. And I've seen people waking up, like even for instance, here's a great story, my brother who's a businessman, not spiritual at all. And then during the pandemic shutdown and he couldn't go to work, he couldn't go to his office. All of a sudden, he's walking out in the garden, and he's taking pictures of flowers and putting them up on his Facebook page. I was like, oh, my God. Like, he's noticing the flowers all of a sudden that, you know, because everybody had to stop and reflect. So I'm seeing an influx of people coming to Sedona now who are seeking, who are wanting a connection to something different, something ordinary. Yeah, the mystical is calling everybody right now. And I feel that it's good to know that many are not afraid of the call anymore and they're responding. But we still need a lot more. We still need a lot more folk to tap into that energy so that we can have a little bit more world peace. I mean, it surprises me that even in this particular age that we're in, we're having conversations about war. And there are people who still don't feel that they can trust one another, even if they're neighboring countries. Mm. So we need the mysticism. We need the mystical. We need a connection with the divine. It's essential. Tell me what you have learned as a result of the pandemic. You know, here we are almost three years later. Right. What has been your greatest takeaway? Well, what the angels told me was that, and the way they explained it to me was that during the height of the pandemic, when the whole world shut down for that period of time, a week or two, what we saw was we saw the animals coming back, coming out of the forest and the dolphins swimming into the bay and the waters cleared and the air cleared over, you know, like New Delhi, for instance, had blue skies for the first time in decades, you know. And so for one thing, we saw the incredible regenerative power of Mother Nature. Humans could just stop for a moment that nature and the planet could heal itself. But what was also shown to me, the angels explained, was that when the world stopped like that, and we all saw, this was the first time in human history where the whole planet stopped at once, and everything shut down for that period of time. So there was a reset that occurred. It was like a collective near-death experience where everybody was pondering their mortality. When that pandemic started to roll out, 
I was thinking, wow, maybe this is it. This is going to sweep the whole planet and everybody's, you know, going to be doomed. Uh, I think we so, all did. <laughs> yeah. So there was this collective near-death experience. But what happened? The planet and humanity did unify. And if there was any doubt that we were interconnected with everybody on the planet, that was dissolved in that moment. We actually saw how we're all connected through our biology, you know, that we're all one. And then there was a unification that occurred. And so the angels explained because of that unification, there was a planetary upgrade to humanity. There was new frequencies that came in when we unified in that moment. And so what they told me is that over the next period of time, many years, it's going to be like a renaissance. We are going to see incredible new like technological developments, new spiritual developments, just like what happened in ancient times when we had the plague in Europe and millions mm -hmm. of people died. And then we had the Dark Ages, and out of that came the Renaissance, with mm. the greatest art and literature and architecture was born. They explained it to me that that's what's happening now. And mm. we are going to see the miracle of that unfold in our lives, even as we see things falling apart like we never imagined. But we have to have faith. We have to keep hope for a brighter day. And the angels are always telling us that. Don't lose sight. Okay, because on one level, this world is just, it's transient. It's a world of illusion, you yeah. know, so stay yeah. focused on the divine light. And you ask, what is the importance of meditation now? Of course, this is the primary thing. When we sit and become still, we connect with that innermost part of ourselves, the stillness inside, which is like the zero point that can tap us into the here and now. And this can help to balance and calm our nervous system. We, we so need this. And as we just sensitize, this is going to open us up to more of the subtle impressions of we'll be able to hear more, feel more, sense more. And our senses are starting to be heightened, our, our spiritual senses, really. And so super important to find time. It's, it's difficult now for most people to find, you know, like so many of the great masters mm -hmm. who we love, like Yogananda and other great saints and, and yogis from Indian history, they were able in their time to go on retreat where they could meditate seven, eight hours a day in a hut and close out the world. Well, we can't do that now in our Western world. So we have to find ways. Have to find a balance, actually. Have to, find have a to balance. strike that so, balance, yeah. I would just suggest to finish this stuff to your people who are seeking a way to help with the meditation. Come and listen to my music. This is how the angels have given us. And just if, if I may say, if you come to my website, harpmagic.com, just come and sample the sounds there. And you can just listen to the samples and feel the energy. And you will see a calmness and a peace will come over and you will see the light. Mm -hmm. Peter Sterling, you're amazing. Thank you for bringing the light. And thank you for listening to the angels, the cherubs, because very few of us actually do. Mm -hmm. And I think for those of you who've been tuning into today's conversation, in essence and in very practical form, raise your vibrations and bring it into the world. That's it. That's what Peter and I were talking about. Just yeah. don't sit back and be stuck in the algae, anger, lust, greed, attachment, and ego, and dream for something more. You've got to do something for yourself. I don't care whatever anyone is doing to you. Maybe they're doing it for you to step up and to raise your energy. So let's give a big thumbs up for Peter Sterling. Thank you so much. And guess what, Peter? We're going to end the show today with a beautiful 
song of yours entitled mm-hmm. Along the Way. I think it's called The Winding Way. That's right. The Winding Way. way. I love this Beautiful. song. The Along the Way refers to the people we meet along our life's journey who come into our mm-hmm. life to bring blessings and love into our life. So mm-hmm. enjoy the music. Thank you for having me. Love it. Now remember, everyone, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I suspect that we're really here to cultivate the ability to love each other the same. Please take care of your inner world. Stay in the light. And no matter what you have to do, be open for change. (laughs) All right, here's Peter. Enjoy the winding way.
meditation, intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. My new book that is out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can get it from Sacred Stories Publishing or on America Meditating Radio. The quieter you become, the more you're able to hear. One of my opening pages of this book I have heard time and time again that when you go into the stories and the narratives of the 37 authors that are sharing with you their mystical experiences of the divine, something in you changes. It has already reached number one three times in mysticism category and the new age category for new releases. I want you to get a copy for yourself and tell me what you feel as a result of closing that final page of this book. Meditation intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices it's calling you can you hear it rice alley restaurant wishes you happy holidays located at 6838 piedmont in gainesville virginia we're a family-owned restaurant and offer authentic asian cuisine and sushi come Savor our delicacies made with love and enjoy the perfect ambiance. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.